When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello. Welcome to the Newcastle Natter. And if that voice sounds a little too cheery for you, considering we've just lost the last eight games, it's because uh, this is one of those rare natters where we went to the pub before uh, the recording as opposed to after. I am joined today by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. Evening. And my name is Fergus Craig. So... um, there's much to talk about, as usual. It's, is this the worst week in living memory of, of Newcastle United Football Club? I mean, I'm not talking about... No, because we're not relegated yet. The worst week I can ever remember is definitely watching the players not give a fuck when the, uh, the ball went into the back of the net against Aston Villa and trooping off as if they, they, they looked... Displeased but not gutted, and that was the worst week ever, and we're not there yet. Okay, is it the second worst week, Paul? It's not been a great one. I think that's a fair understatement. I mean, that season we went down. I and quite no liked did that we week. lose eight games in a row. No. Yeah, I think the season we went down. That final week, at least, because this squad had become so hateful, there was an element of that will show you towards our own players that made it not as bad as it could have been. Right. It's not been a great week, but then... Isn't it exactly I don't think it stands now? out... Aren't they equally, if not more, hateful? I don't think this week stands out particularly more than previous ones. We've just been shocking for a while. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's plenty to talk about. I mean, that seems to be one of the themes of this season. We never lack for things to talk about. Should we start with the game? Ah, uh, okay. I mean, that's the, the, yeah, that's the format just, of the yeah. show. That's the tradition. <laughs> that's it seems post, like yeah. pointless to actually talk about football anymore. No. But, um, Dave, did you watch the game? Yeah, I did. Um, I, watched, uh, I watched the... The announcements come over on Soccer Saturday, and then I watch the extended highlights through. I, 
a, a sneaky download, and then I watched the highlights on Match of the Day. I didn't get better with viewing. Basically, the first... The first, I mean, Jesus Christ, we conceded a corner. 36 seconds. Yeah, we, we conceded a corner from our kickoff. We, like, the, I think it was, um, I think it was uh, Gary Neville that picked up on it, that uh, Ryan, um, Ryan Taylor's positioning for the, for, for the first kickoff was so bad that the, the Leicester, uh, Leicester players were able to get at us immediately, which they did in the, previous two or three games yeah. off the back of memory, of course they're going to come out of it straight away. So either you've got two options. Either you, you, drill, it, you drill it back to the centre-halves and you allow them to come at you and you pass it around them and you let them wear themselves out in the first couple of minutes. Or, you, which looked to be the plan, is you dump it as far into their corner as you possibly can. You, you, we set up with two guys on the right flank, which looked like we were setting them up to, to go and attack that flank. But the ball wasn't drilled back to Ryan Taylor. Ryan Taylor was too close, so that that meant that the, the two Leicester players could come and attack him. If he set up a little deeper and he drills the ball forward, we wouldn't have conceded in the first mm. minute. And maybe we hold out, maybe the Leicester fans get on their back, and the whole game changes. Mm. We, we lost Colleg- that game in the first minute. Colicini got a lot of shit in the analysis that I saw for that. Um, Rightly so. For yeah. that opening minute. Um, I don't think anyone was really safe from criticism. No, the, the most absolutely. annoying thing was Leicester are known for starting that quickly. Yeah, and it sounds like we were drilled in training about that. There was uh, mm. there was talk. I think it was in the Chronicle, but that Newcastle were briefed. The whole squad was sat down with the videos of Leicester, made to watch them having their fast starts. Yeah, and just still capitulated. Well, this is what I don't understand that. The um, the report came out again through the Chronicle that said these players we, we we made sure they watched the video. That's the very least you should be yeah. doing. I mean that is the bare minimum. Um, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just got a funny sound in my head. What's that sound? I think it's the motorbike outside. Is it a motorbike too- outside? Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. worry too All much right, about okay. it. Yeah, I anyway, it was, I, I, th- I think I was that- worried it was depression. But <laughs> <laughs> rumbling on. No, I th- I, t- t- to be honest. I said before the game that Leicester aren't a great side and throughout the game they're not. However, we were never at the races. We just people were now getting clam like we're getting this this clamour for us to support the team and, mm. and be there and, and clap and cheer and all the rest of it. But those guys didn't care. That's why we lost against Leicester. It wasn't because they're well, a better team than us, it's because the players did, didn't show Well we'll up. get further into the the whole sort of like you know the whole uh, everything around it. But, um, I mean, you predicted at the end of last week's uh, Natter, Dave, that we would win 1-0. Yeah, but that was more... You're an pres- ostrich, mate. <laughs> Yay. This was a, no, this in is case you response. don't follow us, this was a theme on uh, Twitter this week. Uh, me and Paul just deriving a lot of fun from bullying Dave. <laughs> you you do have to get your fun in any way you can with this football club yeah. at the moment. No, no, and it's not enough. from what's happening on the pitch. I have to say, though, I, predict, I predicted uh, 1-1 because I thought... No, you predicted 1-1 because that's my tradition. No, 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 no. I, I was always going to predict 1-1. I always was going to predict 1-1. But because mm. you decided to predict two different results, right? which was uh, 3-1 to Leicester and 1-1... I said, well, I'm going to get two results too. And I figured that, you know, we'll cover the basis. So anyway, 
I was genuinely thought we'd get 1-1 because I thought Leicester aren't a great side and if we if we play as we had done in patches in the as we shown in the in the previous games we could definitely we could definitely get 1-1 what I wasn't expecting is for us to capitulate two goals in the first 10 uh, 15 minutes and both of them be really avoidable like, yeah, that's the, the problem. Sand, mate. We've lost eight games in a row. Yeah. We b- before that we'd lost seven games in a row. Yeah. And like to say we played good in patches. We did though. Do you know what no, I mean? come like, on. No. I, to, if to I, be I fair. if I was to play a Premier League match, you'd be able to say that I played good in patches. I don't, I don't think we were. <laughs> I really don't, don't think we were. Like, you know, I might but, like complete one or two successful passes. No, because we said uh, against Arsenal it was our best 45 minutes of the season. And we lost it that It possibly game. was. Yeah. And we played some decent football against uh, Spurs. We played some decent football against Swansea. But again, it's in patches. And I, I appreciate that. And I thought that we would be able to string a patch far enough to get us to a 1-1. And to be honest... If we could defend set pieces, oh, then we wouldn't yeah. be having this conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the, that's the problem seems to be we have a new fundamental error every week yeah. of why we can't seem to play competitive football. Well, I think me and Dave started to approach a solution to this problem, which is to lobby the Football Association... Um, <laughs> to um, eradicate set pieces from the game. Yes. I think that's our best chance. That would definitely help. Set pieces are cheating. If there were no set pieces, you They're know how cheating. when you play football at school, there's basically no throw-ins, <laughs> yeah. no lines, no corners, just, you know. Just do what you like. So, so the only reason I went 1-1 is because I honestly thought that we, we would get that. Well, we were both wrong. Um, yeah, you, you predicted we'd score. You both <laughs> overestimated <laughs> us, which is worrying. Um... So, yeah, I mean, it, have we ever been this bad, Paul? Not in my memory. It, we talked about how... Um, and I'm 96. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people talking about how the players just don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and that may or may not be true, but I would say that it's probably got to the stage now with a lot of them. They look like they're on the verge of tears. You know, like... Their confidence seems to be shot. They're just yeah. shell-shocked. They're just... In, incapable of competing. Well, the annoying There's thing is, as well, going on. when you when any player is underperforming, the ideal scenario is there's someone on the bench who's waiting for them to mess up and take their place. We don't have that. We've not got the depth. Well, to this have is any a competition. This is a good chance to get into probably the key talking point of the game, which is uh, obviously we finished finished the game with nine men. Yeah. Uh, Williamson went off and uh, Carver suggested that uh, it was uh, intentional. Yeah. Um, and, th- and that would, you know, that would tally along with the theory that we just don't, the players don't even want to play. Do you think it was intentional, Dave? Yeah. I, I, so in the same way as I said a couple of pods ago that uh, Colaccini's red card... Uh, sorry, Sissoko's red card was um, he he knew that it was a potentially red card tackle when he went into it, but he thought he might get away with it. With Williamson, the guy is nowhere near our box. He's going out of play. The tackle when it came in 
was outside the air, like outside the the white lines. This this was in no way a tackle that needed to be made. It was in no way a tackle that um, benefited us. Like there are sometimes that you want to, like you just say, yeah, you've got to just take that. Like if if the guy was clear through, and just Williamson had that chance to take that tackle or not, and he's going to get sent off, you, you say, all right, fair enough. This was him just saying, I've lost my rag. We're losing the game. I'm not happy. I'm just going to take this kid out. He doesn't strike me as the sort of player who loses his rag in the sense of, unless his rag is his like mental well-being. What I mean is, like, he's he's not the sort of player who uh, he's not a Roy Keane. I mean, that's yeah, clear. he's that not much clear. He's no, not he's, fiery. He's not. Yeah, yeah. He's not, there's no red. I would say it was Mike quite Williams. telling hearing Carver after the game. There's been a few reports of this of the halftime team talk where it sounds like all the coaching staff were just laying into the entirety of the squad and even Carver said afterwards he told Mike Williamson at half time a lot of home truths about what he was doing wrong. It looks like we sent our team out for the second half as volatile and angry yeah. as they here's could have li- been. Here's a little theory. You know how most, um, not most I don't know, but a lot of football fans a constant theme is at half-time, what he needs to do is lean to those players. What he needs to do yeah. is yeah. Tear, give them blah, 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 right? I'm trying to find the words for it, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Tear I, them I a keep, new one. Tear the them a new one. treatment. Exactly. That's what those players need. They need to be torn a new arsehole. Yeah. Well, Carver is essentially a fan. Yeah. And that is what he's done. And... That is when it's actually put into practice. Yeah. We are seeing the results. I think it's unfair for Williamson to be singled out when Yanmar did exactly oh. the same thing. I love Devil Yanmar, but nah. he did exactly no, the same thing. No, 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 he didn't. No, he didn't. He, he I'm, must I'm, have no, 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 no. No, 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 second yellow and Williamson's second yellow is, is that you love, love Daryl Yanmatz. Yeah. No, the, the difference is that Daryl Yanmatz was a, a coming together of two players, which, um, yes. You don't make uh, that tackle on a yellow, though. No. I, my thing is that uh, the, the tackle that Williamson did was 100% always going to be, if not a yellow card, a red card. Yeah. Right. Yanmatz was, God, it might be a yellow and I'm on a yellow, so I shouldn't make it. But it might be a yellow. There might so be I, some kind of percentage a, difference between the two. Like, but it's it's a no, no, no. But it's not. It's not a small. No, no, no. It's not a small percentage. The difference between Jan Matt's tackle and uh, Williamson is Williamson was out of control when he connected with uh, Vardy. When mm. when Jan Matt connected, it was a shoulder to shoulder, a tangle of legs. It wasn't like. There was no maliciousness. I think you're there giving no... Mike Williamson a level of premeditation that he's not capable of. I, <laughs> I, I wish that think... were true, but no, he definitely, he definitely, because he launched into that tackle. There's and one there I is no way he didn't know what was the coming. The other week, I was talking about Danny Guthrie in yeah. the season we went down against yeah, yeah. Hull, where he just had that reaction. I think when players are that pissed off, they, they just dive in. I don't think mm. there's that level of thinking of, I'm, I'm not up for this. 
I'm going to dive in here and be suspended to get out of the firing line. I think it's just frustration. It's just a... Ah, that, that's as maybe, but yeah. either way, either it's a premeditation, like I'm saying, and he, he launched into it thinking, probably going to get a yellow card for this, but screw it. Whereas Jan Matt, he's just he's in his eyes honestly competing for a ball, and it's I'm an unfair sure. on like it, it's a it's a tackle that sometimes he gets away with, sometimes he doesn't, and he gets it. I mean, the look on his face when he gets the yellow card is not yeah, probably just it, that's the ah, oh, what have I done? Whereas whereas Williamson, when he gets the yellow card, he knows what's coming. But I think as a as a squad, we've we've done this quite a bit this season. Colachini's done it before yeah. the derby. Sissoko's done it twice. Yeah. On a yellow. I think it's unfair that Williamson's being singled out. I think no, 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 because I, I, well, I, should... didn't, I didn't single Williamson it's a, out. It's a lack of professionalism in general. And, but I think uh, it, it tells of a Williamson frustration is... amongst all the players. But then I and leveled Ma- the Mike same... Williamson is such a, uh, is such a poor defender yes. that um, we're all quicker to uh, to criticise him as well. I would I'm also not defending him. I just think it was it was. It's, I would put it out there. The Williamson is our most um, like dangerous defender to have on the pitch. I, I can't, like in yeah. my time, like because like yeah. Davies asked, he might have got the the odd yellow card and red card for for silliness, like um, handballs I mean, or he, whatever. He's no but Bramble. He's, he, he's well, even Bramble because Bramble never got the silly the, like the the rash red cards that he did. He, he might concede a few. Has Mike Williamson had many red cards? There's only a couple. He had one against Liverpool. Yeah, I think. But so, it's just a stupidity. Um, anyway, okay, so but yeah, okay, so Let's move away from whether it was intentional or not were without him was it wise of John Carver to accuse him publicly no I mean that was crazy no. right no but it, it it speaks of something which is John Carver as a manager has clearly reached the point where he whether through his fault or through the player's fault he has no idea what to do to get any reaction out of him. I know. You get the sense he's tried everything in his arsenal and now it's just, maybe if I insult them, that will... Well, like it's like what you said earlier. Um, it's, it's like what you said earlier. Like, Carver's such a massive fan of the club mm. that he, I'll try anything. And, and what a fan might do, like an ignorant in the, in the true sense of the word, like he doesn't know what better to do. Yeah. As a fan... I'm so angry, this is my response. And that's what it's going to launch out. There was a guy on a different podcast, um, uh, the Football Ramble, who said that like, he's a fan of Radiohead, but he's not going to go and play guitar for them. Yeah. Like, it's John Carver's fault. Yeah. And for all the... Well, he didn't put himself in the manager's position. No, but he didn't. He very much at the same uh, time. St- started and at least publicly continues to... Suggest that it's a job that he wants. Yeah, but then would you walk away from a five-year contract? For no, 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 no. No, but you can, you can paint yourself into a position where you're saying, "Look, I'm doing the best I can with what I've got, and I might yeah. not be, uh, I might not be what everybody wants. I might not be, but this is the situation. He we're shouldn't in. be in that position. No, he shouldn't. There should I, be people above him taking him out of that firing line for his own good and for the club's good. But he also shouldn't be saying. I mean, like, like Fergus is saying that if, every time you talk to John Carver about. Do you, how do you think this affects your, your opportunity of getting the job full-time? He still says, like, oh, well, obviously it's not great, but all I need is uh, uh, the, the, the pre-season, and I reckon with my right... Yeah. The, the pre-season. He's been there for years. It's, it's, but nuts, I, I yeah. don't, it's, it's ludicrous. I mean, the guy's been there for ages, and 
When was the last time we were any good at set pieces? When was the last time we were any good at defending? Nico stab his ass. I worry. Never got in the top. I worry John Carver just isn't Geordie enough. And oh. Didn't work. Yeah, that's for Bobby, what we Bobby need. More, that's, what we that's what we need is a more Geordie. I worry Raul he doesn't Mo- have enough. What we need is Raoul Moat. That's what we need. <laughs> well, yeah, he's like he, he's like John Carver's like King Ralph. In this yeah. situation, <laughs> he definitely is. We said it a couple of weeks yeah. He's just he stumbled into it, and now he's stuck. But you know think, what it's like. You know, I mean, you mentioned this last podcast. You remember when Tim Sherwood put that guy on the bench? Yeah, it's like <laughs> and said, "All right, you do it." That is this, this situation. Is if that, that is that had continued? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh Jesus. Okay, so um, I just hope quite soon John Carver's going to wake up, and it will just be. He's had a Friday night out and it was all a dream that he got to manage Newcastle. Well, yeah, hope we can go we'll back. Up. So, uh, l- last week, um, the big, one of the big dramas, there's always a few, was that Carver had had a little sort of like a tete-a-tete with one of the fans. Mm. And um, it transpires that what came of that is that a couple of fans, one of whom I think was involved in that little... Uh, yeah. Oh, they both were. You know, it was the two right. fans. Yeah. Two fans were involved with a in a dispute with John Carver, and they were invited to the training g- ground. Worst idea ever, as well. From right. whoever did that from Newcastle, it's a, it was a PR disaster. I would say. But you have to give the the two fans that went there. You have to give them credit. Oh because, yeah, completely. Because they went along and they didn't. They weren't just blinded by the lights. Yeah. They they did ask him. Why are you persisting with long balls from Mike Williamson? And John Carver's quote from the, play, from the, the two fans that went there was, I keep telling him not to do it, <laughs> yes. and he keeps doing it. That is amazing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's amazing that it's like so public. It's oh. like, yeah. Yeah. Because the fans are not bound by any uh, privacy agreements or anything like yeah. that. They, they can just come out and say anything. So when they're good, well, what Newcastle now, it's like watching It's like watching like one of the first couple of weeks of The Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like loads of uh, absolving uh, responsibility. Sorry, uh, Paul. Go on. No, I just I, I don't know what the club are doing. Like they must be aware of how shambolic no. everything is in there. Well, to let s- people in and then let them actually honestly report what's going on at the club, as though it's in any way going to calm things down. Well, I mean, the- like Dave says, fair play to the fans for not. Just say, oh, we've had a great day out, and actually the guy's <laughs> just happy to be really here. Hard. <laughs> yeah, I'll just take the bus fare home. But I think yes. everyone was expecting that as well. Yeah, I but, think that's. What, but I think they that's just came out they... and reported on what a shit storm we are. I think that's why the. Um... So where should if the if any Sorry. listeners want to follow up on that, where did we find that? Because it was all on Twitter. Oh God, I can't. What what I'll do is once we finish recording, I'll, I'll check back on the Twitter feed, and if you follow me on at. This Dave, I'll find out the, the the actual fans who went there. I think the guy it was on the was guy's Alan. Twitter account. I think yeah, the Chronicle yeah. reported some, if not all, of. I his think tweets. maybe I retweeted it on the Newcastle that I feel, but feed. But we'll sort that out for you guys. But that was another case of there was a problem. Newcastle decided to do something about it. Oh, and, did and the worst made it, it oh. far worse. Far, far yeah. worse. Yeah. Um, but that I guess it's part of. Uh, a theme which has been developing this week, which is that the club in the past has been accused of not communicating with the fans. Yeah. And now suddenly there's a deluge 
of <laughs> communication. Mike Williamson, there was an open letter from Mike Williamson. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly not written by Mike. Well, maybe it was actually, maybe that one was written by Mike Williamson because he was disputing. I think uh, that John one Carver was. Directly, yeah. He was, he was saying that he didn't intentionally do that. The Colacini uh, one that came out this the week. The Colacini one is absurd and was clearly not written by Colacini. His English has improved vastly. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Like, Colacini, does anyone know what he sounds like? Spanish. He's been interviewed in the past, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, but he's... Like, hardly any of our players are ever interviewed. None of them can... We no, don't really it's, have always, it's always the same ones that get rolled out, which is Stephen Taylor, Ryan Taylor, um, recently CM De Jong, because he's played two well, games. Well, only after that. Because he's a grown-up. Yeah. He, is, he is the one ray of hope but you, for the rest of this so season. So you, you look at every other Premier League side, it's always the captain that comes out and speaks. Yeah. Except yeah. our club, where Colaccini doesn't speak. He's, uh, I think somebody... I can't remember who it was, but he, they said he's he's not a wartime consigliere, which okay. is which is true enough. Yeah. I think he's he's great in the peace line, but he's not a wartime. Consigliere. I remember Joey Barton saying that Colagini wouldn't really speak on the pitch as a captain, but this is when he was praising him, which is the weirdest thing, saying that he would at least behave in a in a captainly manner. <sighs> but yeah, well, I think those he's days, clearly not. those days are over. I yeah. don't know how he's still captain. I think it's, it says more options. about the rest of the players. But with, yeah. you would hope with De Jong back, he might be rushed through as some... Well, you don't really... It's not usual for a club to... I mean, however awful Colicini has been, he's probably the first name on the team sheet next week because well, we don't have any defenders. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, not un, it's not common for a club to change club captain... No, but I think De Jong was brought in very much with the idea of becoming the captain. Right. Well, this brings me on to a a question one of the uh, listeners put in, which was, um, which of the current squad which would be prepared to, like, slum it in the championship? And I don't think Colaccini would be. Well, I would suggest that a lot of them won't have a choice. Well, no, because I would say that a lot of them are going to have relegation clauses because what relegation clauses are one of the things that Mike Ashley would install for fear of having massively ex- overpaid. We didn't prepare last time. Yeah, so we, did, we didn't prepare for the relegation last season. Last time, rather. So we had Fabrizio Calaccini, um, Jonas Gutierrez, Jose Enrique, uh, Joey Barton, Nolan, who were all on big old wages. Yeah. And getting rid of them... That was difficult, so I, w- I would assume that a lot of our players now have got relegation clauses. So who would slum it from the current group? Because Sissoko definitely won't. Uh, sure. Colaccini wouldn't. Yeah. No. yeah, some of them won't. Um, but like, Jonas has gone anyway. But... Jonas has gone I mean, eight players that we have in our first 25, uh, their contract's up at the end of the year. Okay. But then you look so... at players like Yanmar and De Jong, and even Perez, I would say. Yeah. There would be offers coming in for them. Yeah, so all those players are probably... Those three you've just mentioned are probably untainted. I mean, they're tainted slightly, but they're, they're probably going to get an offer from another top division club. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Jan Mark, you're talking about top five. Yeah, he's, he's going to get those offers in the summer anyway. Sissoko, as long as he doesn't ask for ridiculous wages, could get an offer from a top division club somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, Colaccini is probably going to go back to Argentina and sort of semi-retire. Yeah. Is his contract up at the end of next season? It is the end of next, but I think um, 
my thing with Colaccini is that he, he was angling for a move 18 months ago. So, of course, he's going to leave. Like, I, I mm. truly believe he's going to leave. Stay up or not, he's gone. Okay. Can we Would get Nile Ranger back? Him? Can we get Nile Ranger I back? Think, is he not in jail? No. No? I think he's on the run. <laughs> he's not at Swindon anymore, is he's he? He's not at Swindon. No, he, he oh, fell out. Blackpool, he, didn't he go to Blackpool? Yeah, 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 and he fell out with Lee Clark. Lee Clark <laughs> said that um, all these teams are wrong and Nile Ranger's right. Like, with a, obviously, tongue oh, firmly in, jammed in his cheek. Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, we, uh, apparently, Apparently, we had talks as a club. We had talks with McLaren, and he turned us down. Understandably so. Understandable. Would you have liked McLaren? I think, form-wise, he's possibly second to John Carver <laughs> at the minute. If you look at Derby's claps towards right. the end of the yeah, season, yeah. I don't know if it did... may be a blessing in disguise not getting him, but I think anyone with managerial experience for the next three games would be preferable to what we have. I mean, it would be a mental choice on his behalf. Sorry, it would be a mental choice on his behalf. Just for the, certainly, I mean, I'm sure we will get a new manager in the summer. There are always out-of-work managers who, no matter how absurd the situation... Please not Harry Redknapp. Right. (laughs) There are always managers who are prepared to, you know. But... uh, to, to come in for the last three games in this situation, I mean... You well, need well, to be supremely confident. You need to be Tim Sherwood to kind of think... Did you, I did can you go see in his quote? That. Yes. The, uh, God, what's what's Aston Villa Sherwood? are now looking like a Tim Sherwood side. What's a Tim Sherwood side? Well, we win. Wow. <laughs> God. Wow. He's yeah. not a good manager, and it'll be found out next season. Ditto, Pardew. No, all I was going to say about McLaren is, in the last game of the season, all they needed was a point against Reading, yeah. who were playing for nothing. Nothing to play for. Lost 3-0. So, would I want them at Newcastle? Ahead of Carver for a season? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say ahead but, of Carver without a doubt. But then, but, for the last three games of this season, I don't think it would make it. I think anyone that could come in and just... Inject some new life in. Well, and he's a good coach. In, so he could be the guy relegated as twice. Do you know what we'd be better off at? Just getting Alan Shearer, Les Ferdinand, Nobby Solano, um, Nick Ostabi's ass. Get some old faces in and just go, how are you, lads? Get your act together. Against West Brom. One, of those, right, one of those. None of those players know who any of those fucking players are. I don't care. Just <laughs> one game. Oh, everybody knows who Shearer is. Loads right, of people sure. know who Ferdinand is. Right, but I'm sorry, but Vernon Anita well, no. isn't going yeah. to be suddenly... Just, just for one game, because we by, need by, uh, one Dabizas. point. We need one point. I think if you don't know who Davazas is, you don't deserve <laughs> yeah. to shit, uh, frankly. So, uh, yeah, apparently there was a fight between... Um, Colaccini and uh, Tim Krul on the uh, bus. There were some funny things on Twitter saying uh, Krul uh, was unable to come two yards out to punch Colaccini <laughs> to stay <laughs> firmly rooted to his seat. Here's a question. Um, are either of you sort of enjoying it? This, this... It's interesting. Yeah. I think... I know what you mean. I wouldn't, enjoying's not the right word. It's like the closest I can think to it is being in a car during like a tropical storm right, where yeah, you kind yeah. of think there's a chance you might die. Yeah. 
but part of UF. I never, was, I never had that experience. I had personally. that once. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it was fucking terrifying. Right, okay. But then part of you's like, this is actually quite fun. At least. There's always kind of like at every least, day, there's something. Yeah. To, well, to so I've, get, I've kind of jumped the shark with it because now I get to the point where. I'm bored of all the conversations about Ashley because yeah. everybody knows what's going on with Ashley. I'm bored yeah. of all the conversations about Carver because everybody knows he's useless. I'm bored of all the conversations about the, 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 the players because everybody knows that the players that are good that don't care, the players that aren't good enough and the players that do care and the only ones putting in, in a performance. So I'm like almost four steps on where I'm just like, honestly, just kill me now. I just want it over. Okay. I just, oh, I'm wow. so over the whole fucking <laughs> right. Kill you now. Season. Shit. It's just. I'm, I mean, I'm. I'm weirdly sort of masochistically enjoying it because there's always something to talk about, you know. I think as well as a football fan, it's hard to disassociate yourself from the feeling that we deserve this as a absolutely, club. Absolutely, yeah. You no, think? right, right there. No, absolutely not. From the way we're the run. Fan, ah, the fans don't deserve No, this. no, I mean Mike as a Ashley club, does. yeah. Yeah. All right, Dave, yeah. I just had to, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just because there was no, a, a I'm not lack saying of clarity there. The fans in no way deserve Because you said this. we deserve that. As a no, club. No, we fucking don't. They deserve it. Yeah. It's like that, that statement that came out from Colicini, it was like, your club, and this is your club, and your yeah, club, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Bullshit. It's not been our club for for years, yeah. it's not been anything to do with Newcastle fans. Since That's why I mean, Mike... the club deserve it. Oh, yeah, we you didn't talk about... say the club. I said though, as you a said club, we. you said we. We should talk yeah. about that. There's a lot of sort yeah. of begging letters at the moment, asking the fans to support the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's, there's obviously a lot of cheek to that, but do you think if do you think it makes a difference? Do you think if the fans were to like vociferously no matter what's happened this season, to suddenly get right behind the team, vocally, offer them support, would that make a difference on the pitch? Well, I'll let Paul answer first. And okay. I, I don't think it's fair. I think it's the equivalent of... I agree. I think yeah. it's the equivalent of a man having an affair and then saying to his wife, do it for the kids. Like, think of That's them. That's a good analogy. It's, yeah. it's not fair on the Whether fans, it's, it's fair or it's not, do you think, whether it's a reasonable request or not, do you think if suddenly we were sold out for the next home well, game... We're still the third 50, highest attendance sure, club but in like, the league. But even when, you're, when there's lots of empty seats, that makes a difference. If we were sold out, it's not going to happen, but if we were sold out and there were 50-something thousand fans cheering on the team and there was no negativity coming from the fans and it was just absolute support, do you think that that would benefit the team's performance? Whether possibly. that is a right thing to do or not. I think it possibly would. But Dave, I don't, I sorry, don't think on. it's right to do that. It's, it's not, not a fair, fair request. But so to take the analogy on, I would say it's not just that. It's uh, the... The husband, in this case, is Ashley in the club, saying to the wife, well, no, the only reason I'm cheating on you is because you don't make yourself look pretty enough. Yeah, yeah. Very good analogy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. Yeah. Fuck him. And I would rather, like, I've been, I've been trumpeting, we're not going down. I still don't think we are. I honestly... <laughs> I still don't think we're going down. Honestly, probably in our best interest if we do. 
I think it's more likely that we won't go down than we will. Yeah. I think that there is a very, still a very strong chance that we will. The annoying thing is it doesn't feel like it's in our hands because it's hard to see... It's hard to see where we're getting a goal, yeah. let alone a point. Well, the annoying thing is it would only take a win for us to be... Pretty much safe. Pretty much safe. But I can't see... Like, I, I, I'm the, probably the most positive person in the room right now, including the engineer who couldn't give a monkey's. I'm still probably the most That's positive harsh. person. <laughs> he doesn't care if Newcastle go down. Um, I still think we'll, we'll stay up, but I think it'll be because Hull and Sunderland conspire to like, fail to get the sufficient points. They're not in bad form, though. Those two hang on a second, they're not in great form. You like, sent the table around in... earlier of the last three or four games, and they are points per game. The, yeah, the course. last three or four games. But yeah. I was only showing that to put Crystal Palace well, and Newcastle at the bottom. Well. And that's good. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the interesting thing about that little thing you sent us on Twitter, yeah. the more pressing point was that second in that form table was West Brom. Who yeah, we play on Saturday. Yeah, but it's only. Who is the one team that you. I was only doing it to put Crystal Palace know, at the bottom. The, I orchestrated that. But the, to get to a point here, they're the one team that you've been telling us throughout we're going to get our points from. Yeah. Uh, Luckily, they're not managed that. by a set piece specialist. Yeah. Though. Oh, Jesus Christ. To be honest, though, uh, I just. Like, West Brom have the 18th in the league. Their, their defence is the 18th away defence so we've got them at home so I fancy us to score a goal and honestly I reckon a point against West Brom will be enough to uh, make sure that QPR and Burnley are dead in the water they're, they're which already means gone, we, I think. yeah which means it's only Sunderland and, and Hull I can't see Sunderland getting the five points they need to get past us Five? Five? No, 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 sorry, it's now three, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. three with two I, with a game in hand. Yeah, I, 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 our goal difference is worse than theirs. As I well. still, I still think we'll survive. But my point was that um, West Brom are West Brom's our best chance of getting uh, a point. QPR's probably our best chance of getting three. Yeah, West Ham would be were it not for Allardyce. <laughs> Allardyce. My, just, my biggest concern I about West Brom is our back four. Point. Who's going to be our back four? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, that is a question. It's a good question. Who is the back four? Right. Carlicini. Yeah. Dummett. Has to be. Dummett, Dummett might yeah. be injured. He's doubt, well, not he's doubtful. doubtful he's, I think if Dummett's fit, then centre-backs have to be those two. Dummett on crutches. If yeah. Dummett's not fit, though, who's the other centre-backs? It's talk can of I just Ryan say, Taylor. Can I just no, say when, put... your little thing about Sunderland there on the table? Sunderland are two points behind us. With a game in hand. Yeah, but the game in hand's against Arsenal. It's Everton so away there. Arsenal's game. still going for the... I know, but then they've got other games and we're not going to get another fucking point this whole fucking <laughs> season, Dave. But you're... No, hang on a second. No, I'm not. I'm not, because Arsenal... I mean, Jesus Christ, Sunderland have won bum all games They won all last season. week. But they beat us twice. Right. They beat Southampton, Southampton last week. Right. You're an ostrich, man. I'm not. I'm, I'm telling you. I get, right, at the end of this, if, if we go down... I will happily stand in front of everybody that you want me to stand in front I've of got a and better declare forfeit. that I was wrong and foolish and foolhardy. However, if you two are wrong, which you've already admitted, Fergus, you think is likely, yeah, yeah, then you two com- need... I don't understand you- your confidence. Can I suggest a forfeit for this? Okay. Whoever's wrong has to adopt an ostrich. <laughs> it must be possible. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I will adopt you an ostrich. George Bush on that fucking aircraft hat carrier. carrier. <laughs> mission, accomplished. mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. You're an ostrich, mate. <laughs> no, I. That's why I got. Swear to God, the confidence right. is incredible. The confidence because I mean, it's not because it's of not, facts. Yes, I'm looking at the facts, and we're still more. Uh, we still more points on the board than everybody else in that. Yeah, problem. no, but they're all getting points, and we <laughs> haven't got a point since fucking Easter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, Dave, for someone who is relentlessly negative on the yes. podcast, I find your positivity worrying. <laughs> it only really convinces odd. me it's more. Really than Do you know what would be worse? Absolute confidence. Because it's it's just I I we're staying up. We're staying up. Well, we might and be. also, it's but not going to be John Carver next season. It's, it's what's amazing is it's between us and Sunderland, and that is it's exciting. not between us and Sunderland. You've well, also got Hull, and you've also got Aston Villa. We're on level right. on points with Aston, Aston Villa, right? And we're they've level got on a better goal difference. Yes, they than do. Us. But if they lose games, their goal difference will decrease. We're not going to get more points than Villa between now. Probably and not. The but the point, get more. my point Leicester, is, Leicester you're are saying, on an amazing run. You're saying it's between us and Sunderland, it and is? You're, you're ignoring three other teams who keep winning fucking games. Doesn't matter. It's between still in realistically, there. it's between us, Sunderland, and Hull. I would say and Leicester. Um, Yes, Leicester are still down there. Yeah, they've won like four in five. Yes, they have, but the point is they're still below us in the table. This is is where my confidence comes from. Well, Uh, your confidence comes from inertia. Booze, probably, but I'm right. Well, you're not. I I mean, because you're fucking. I'd like to feel as confident. I had to explain to you that we're only two points ahead of Sunderland and they've got a game in hand. I keep on saying that game in hand is against Arsenal. But they've got four games in total, and they've we've got, got three Everton games, well. and our games, and we're not we're, winning any games. So the really I frustrating can't. thing is, is our three games in any normal season should be completely winnable. Yeah, the teams we're playing. Yeah, and it's massively frustrating as a club to see the players we've got and the seventh highest wage bill in the Premier League that we're worried about where a point is going to come from yeah. in those three games. All right, so um, let's wrap it up. The next podcast is here, because as uh, regular listeners will Look know, at we're, all all, we're part of a conveyor yeah. and they immediately uh, walked in and started laughing at us, <laughs> uh, because we are the traditional laughing stock of the football world. So, um, At least we're not Blackpool. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. All right. West Brom, Saturday. Prediction? I oh. think the only way we're getting a point is if we don't give away any set pieces. I think it's 2-0 West Brom. 2-0 West Brom. Okay. Dave, this is the game you've been saying for weeks that we're going to get points from. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say 1-1. One, one. <laughs> is that your genuine prediction? Yeah, yeah. Genuinely, 1-1. One, one. Ostrich, mate. Ostrich. Go on, then. Um, I think Paul's got on something with 2-0. So... The annoying thing is, they've got... 3-0! 3-0! They've got nothing to play for. We should be able to take advantage Um, of them. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go 1-0 West Brom. 1-0 West Brom. Okay. Okay. All right. Well... um, If we lose... Sorry, just a quick tangent. If we do lose again... Do you think there'll be another scrabble around to try and bring in a manager? 
No. No, Do you no, not think there'll be yeah, a call into no, Harry Redknapp or something? What no, I think there'll be it. is there'll Terry be a, there'll be another raft of uh, articles printed from old legends saying, "No, please turn up, please turn up." Who's going to be left to write open letters uh, for the end of the season? They'll probably exhume uh, Jackie Milburn. I don't know. Maybe we'll sign Delia Smith to come out at halftime. Where are you? <laughs> yeah. I think an open letter from Carl Sarant (laughs) (laughs) fixed everything. Jamie McLean. (laughs) All right. Okay, so um, that's pretty much it. Cheer up, lads. Um, I think we're we're bearing it well. I'm bearing it better than you two, miserable buggers. Yeah, we might next season. We might be the only uh, championship podcast. (laughs) <laughs> in this, this stable um, follow us at Newcastle Natter uh, someone did get in touch uh, this week and tell us uh, where they were supporting from and why they were doing it but it looks like they deleted their tweets I don't know I can't find them but it was someone from the states so hello to you and um, follow us at Newcastle Natter download the app subscribe rate take out Take out all your frustrating frustrations at Newcastle Football Club out on the five-star button <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, on iTunes. And uh, we will be here. Come rain, come more rain. We will be here next week. <laughs> Does that work? Paul, you did a face there. It's, that works as an I, uh, My face is just because it's the traditional end of podcast. Fergus has gone weird bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I like it. It's my favourite bit. All right. Thanks, man. All Have right. you reminded people to buy Audible or whatever it is we're getting promoted by this Right, thing? we're not promoted on Audible. Are we not? So we don't even know. The, oh, okay. Cathedral whatever. City Cheddar. Oh, it's brilliant. Okay, right. Well, now you're associated with the traditional break ba- breakdown at the end of the episode. Yeah. All right, guys. So you can you can switch off uh, the podcast now, but we're going to uh, continue to break down for another 15 minutes. <laughs> all right, all right. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you next week. Cheers, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.